Vegas. Episode number 15. In true fucking fashion, Corey's well prepared, and I have prepared nothing. As usual. Ooh. Someone uh, has to carry yeah. the show. I got Dino Sour. Blackberry I Sour. something that I would enjoy, actually. Blackberry Sour from uh, Phillips. I really like this thing. Fucking good. Yeah, I, I probably actually would like that. Ooh wee! How is it? Love it. Mm. Definitely one of my favorite sour beers for sure. You need to tap a few places. Good. Welcome everybody. Another episode of the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast. We're gonna try and get this out on video for everybody. Why? Because it is episode Two, fifty. Oh. Hi. <laughs> made it, champ. Surprisingly. You know, one of our fans was a new fan, might I add, was annoying me because we didn't make season two, episode 50. We started episode two on epi- or episode, season two on episode 49, and his OCD is just like fucking ding, 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 ding. And like, what is the fucking problem with us not doing it? Oh, the number. I'm like, ah, fuck you then. Suck it. So, there you go. I know he's going to enjoy it. New fan, so he hasn't seen us on video before yet. He hasn't got to that. He was listening to us on Apple, so now he's going to listen on Spotify, because now he found out we're on, on the vids. So, shout out, Jordan. Welcome to the uh, Fucked Up Fantasy Football crew. And I got a weird email. Generally, usually in my life, I... Uh, I usually send an email to my accountant for advice from him, but he sent an email to me asking for advice for fantasy football and said, hey, is the podcast started yet? So, podcast started. We're going to get to that in a little bit. That's something that we are going to cover. I have prepared a few topics that we are going to talk about. And, um... (sighs) I've only thought about one thing ready for this podcast Corey's thought about many things yeah so like as I've alluded to that's fun the intro if anybody hasn't figured out that's how the show's gone so far I mean they're just they're fucking they're more fucked up than us when we're recording I'm just gonna say (laughs) I'm looking forward to reacting to Corey's things love it in this podcast this is the last fucking goddamn time we're gonna talk about this one thing though I swear to fucking Christ yes so we can start off with the thing I have ready for uh, uh, which is that as of this morning when we were recording, which is uh, August 18th, 2022. I don't know when it'll be released. Maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day. Who knows whenever Corey gets to it. Uh, but Deshaun Watson had a basically like uh, you know David. an agreement uh, with the NFL David. and the NFL Players Association. David. Uh, David. To... David, you misfire this two episodes in a row. It's okay. We'll forgive you. This is truly getting into it. This is the last time we're getting into it. It's 
fucking, that's it's fucking bullshit. Well, okay, so much go on. Has, so much has an agreement now with the NFL and NFLPA uh, to get a 11-game suspension and I think a $5 million fine. This which, is correct. You know, $5 million to a normal human being is a tremendous amount of money. To an NFL quarterback, that's really still not that much, like, to be honest, you know. Get his overall salary and what he's got to earn over the course of his career. So, like, it's got, you know, that's a little bit of a stop for a lot of accusations. And I, I'll say again what I said, I believe, last time, which is that I really wish they could just, like, separate each accusation because I mean, all the comparable cases that you we've talked about you know, previously was, like, a single person accusing an NFL player of doing, you know, something that is inappropriate or illegal or whatever, right? This is like two dozen plus people, right? It's it's insane. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so I, I still think eleven games is a little too low, but obviously it's you know, quite a bit. It's still Six, nearly and... double what the largest suspension ever was. So yeah. like, uh, it's, it's sure, it's, but like you keep, you keep yeah. attaching this like me too aspect to it, where it's just like sure, fine, and like real world and like other fucking things sure but this is the nfl baby there's fucking unions and there's fucking billions of dollars at work whether that's right or not man so i'm not yeah. even gonna fucking talk about that part of it well, but i'm just yeah, saying right. it like no, right. anyway this is fantasy football it's double podcast. here's here's my double. fantasy take on it it's double it's double you have a fantasy take on it because it's now double. he comes back week 13 so here's what you either do or don't do with him in fantasy uh, first of all, you almost certainly don't draft him. That would be very stupid to draft someone who's going to be out for the first, you know. Even, even if you had a taxi squad like we're going to have over on my league at the armchair, you still wouldn't draft him and just stash him? There's only one condition where I would do that, and I'll explain that in a second. But in most leagues, I would not draft him. I Normally, I would not draft him. I would just maybe pick him up around like week 10, give or take a week, if he's still available then. And you need a quarterback at that point. If you know you, you only draft one quarterback, or you know you don't get injured or something, or whatever the case may be, you just have weak quarterbacks around week ten when he's you know a few weeks out. That's probably where I would look to pick him up from waivers. The condition where I would draft him and stash him, uh, because first of all, week thirteen when he comes back is hilarious because he's facing the Texans, uh, and that's I think. Honestly, he's gonna go off on them because, yeah, they could rightly or wrong, whatever you believe, right? They did completely abandon this guy and you know, trade him in his sort of most vulnerable moment, you know, when sort of everyone else was against him, uh, including people like myself. You know, the team could have rallied around him and kept him around and defended him, and they chose to be like, no, screw this guy, you're out. Now, again, mean, rightly or wrongly, it doesn't matter. Just like, That's the 40, what what just like the 49ers did with Colin Kaepernick, mayhaps, possibly, perhaps. Right. Similar. Just saying. Um, I just mean, saying. it's not the exact same situation, but it's similar. similar. Kind of I feel it's similar. Not exact, yeah. but similar. It's, it's comparable. And there's been other players like that in the past as well, uh, not just those two. Um, you know, ultimately, NFL teams will put them teams over the player every time, and will they get rid of player when the player no longer serves their best interest? That's just the business of the NFL, and you know everyone gets that. You know that doesn't surprise anyone, whether you're in the NFL or a fan of the NFL. So, uh, but I do think that he's absolutely going to come back week 13, very fresh, ready to go, and 
absolutely destroy a relatively weak Texans team. Like no, but about. the Texans are going to shock the world, according to Davis Mills. Nah, he. I think he is absolutely ah. going to like go like four or five touchdowns, three to four hundred yards. Like, just really have a great first game. I don't know who I have that, a but... legit question. Yes. Will Davis Mills have more touchdown passes than the Seattle Seahawks have wins this year? Yeah. Whoo, doggy. Sorry, Brooke. It works having a rough time right now, so I'm sorry. But um, anyway, so here's a condition where I think Sean Watson is particularly valuable. And you're going to laugh at this because this involves someone that you don't like at all. There are two teams that are on bye week 13 when he comes back against the Texans. And those two teams are the Panthers, which do not have a quarterback you should draft at all. And the Cardinals, who do have a quarterback you might draft, who will be drafted in by someone in some in every league pretty much. Um, his name is Colin Murray. Now, I know that Corey doesn't like Colin Murray, but here's the thing. Colin Murray has been in the league for three years. In those three years, in order, he finished eighth in quarterbacks, third in quarterbacks, and then last season, which was his fourth year, to only tenth in quarterbacks. Now, regardless of what Corey's personal feelings or opinion, he's welcome to that. The fact is that until Colin Murray finishes lower than tenth in quarterbacks of the league in fantasy, there's no reason that he shouldn't be drafted in leagues. I don't think he's going to be a top they five quarterback give again. Give me one person who won a fucking championship in fantasy with Kyler Murray as their quarterback. There, let me see. Let me see one. I just want to see one. Just one. No, so the guy played absolute fucking garbage Corey, when it counted. It doesn't matter how many points that he fucking stacks on the board in the first fucking weeks. Is how he fucking plays in the playoffs for fantasy, and he's fucking garbage in real life playoffs and fantasy playoffs. That is a fucking fact, kids. Fuck, man. Kyler Murray is fucking garbage when it comes to it. He's not clutch. Who fucking cares if he's 10th? Who cares? Kirk Cousins has fucking, what, 30-some fucking touchdowns or like, seven interceptions? Decent numbers. But fuck me, Christ, man. It doesn't translate. doesn't translate. You're not going to draft him. Same with Kyler Murray if you want to win a championship. If you want to donate my league... Take Kyler Murray again. Right, Drew? Right? Right? And everybody else who took him? Fuck Kyler Murray. Trash. Trash. I know you think that, but again... The number doesn't mean anything. The rank means nothing. The rank means nothing. But it doesn't mean anything. He's going to finish 8th to 10th. He has done absolutely nothing when it counted. Name me one time in the fantasy football playoffs and in the championship week where he's done anything good. Anything past week nine in clutch times? Tell me when he's tell me when he's done good. One season. Not last season, the season before he did, when he was the third overall quarterback in the entire NFL for fantasy. And so we're not drafting on two years ago, David Silverfuck. We're not, <laughs> not even really drafting much. on last year's finish either. And who uh, does he who does he have over there? DeAndre Hopkins is where is he going to be? Nowhere. Oh, no, no, no. Who else is left uh, over? I, there? I didn't even ask that question. Who's over there? He has his you, think Holly, you think Hollywood, Hollywood Brown? The only Hollywood Brown. Cash going sideways. Hollywood Brown. Brown. Yeah, Mr. Sideways. You think Mr. Sideways is going to fucking change things over there? My Christ. The next thing you're going to tell me, fucking AJ Wondell Brown Moore. or AJ Green is going to fucking. Hurts. Huh? Wondell Moore. Oh, Zach Garbage. 
I'm telling you. And, and DeAndre Hopkins comes back after only six games. That's, I mean, a lot of games, but, you know. And when is playoffs usually in fantasy football? Week 14. Sweet. And so what are you doing in the last, like, week 6 to 14, trying to probably get there, right? Yeah. 6 to 12, maybe, if you have a little bit of a bigger league. So you've got six weeks. you got a quarterback for half a season, maybe, when – I still think he's not even going to perform in those last four weeks anyway. So you're going to take Kyler Murray for three weeks. That's your proposition for the kids? I think Kyler Murray is one of the last strong quarterbacks that should be taking, but he's going to start for a team in most leagues. Yep, and their donations. How do we even get talking to Kyler? Why did you bait me on Kyler Murray anyway? Because you have Kyler Murray. He's on by when Sean Watson comes back week 13. And so, if you are the person who drops Colin Murray, in that specific circumstance, it might make sense to, in the last round of the draft, if you've taken defense kicker earlier. No, that's just dumb as shit. Sean Watson is not a good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. He wasn't Man. a good quarterback. What do you mean? What in anything of Deshaun Watson's body? He's worse he's than Kyler Murray. Not, he's one of those quarterbacks who's a good fantasy quarterback, but not a good reality quarterback. He's like Jalen Hurts. He is not a good fantasy quarterback, nor real life quarterback. Where is Deshaun? Maybe. Where is where is the ranks on Deshaun? Where where where? where? Come on. Uh, yeah, Are you prepared I don't for have that? No. Nope. My head. Fuck Watson. He's not that good. He is absolutely not that good. And now, on top of being not that good, he's going to the quarterback graveyard. So, sure. come on, kids. Cooper now. Yo, you're killing me with this shit. Enough Deshaun Watson invading me, you fucking asshole. Tom Brady is has no return date. What do you make of this? Hi, Brooke. What the fuck is going on here? This Is he preparing for Oprah's couch? Is it finally going to happen? Has it I mean, gotten to him? Has he finally, the cheating has gotten to him and he needs to book an interview with Oprah and that's how he's going to come back to the NFL? He's going to no. retire on Oprah's couch, admit to cheating, and then actually become owner of the Dolphins. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. I mean... It was just like an undisclosed personal issue that's going on. It's just so weird how it was like, if something's pre-planned, don't you know the end date? I'm confused. Either this is like a secret, hidden, sneaky, deaky surgery with something that we like don't know about, or mm. like, what is going on? <laughs> this is almost as weird as the Roquan Smith thing. I didn't even tell you we were going to talk about this, but like, yeah, before we talk about it, even though he's like, not what? Relevant for fantasy. Some dude is just like calling up fucking owners, being like, "Hey, like," or calling like the front desk, being like, "Hey, can I get the owner's number?" And because I want to know like what the trade interest is for Roquan Smith. What? Yeah. What is the NFL on this week? It's been fucking gold. Oh, it's been so good. But, yeah, this Brady thing is batshit nuts, kids. I don't even know, man. This is almost like a Ricky Williams situation. Maybe we're going to find out that Brady's, like, off in Amsterdam just fucking eating moon cakes. <laughs> I don't know. 
Maybe it's a family thing. Who knows? I mean, you know, I, I really... But it was pre-planned. What is a family thing? Like I said, maybe it was taking the kids back to school, but you know when they're going to school and then we're done. So my theory is over. Yeah, I don't know. The last thing that stood out uh, in the, the last pod when I was editing out that I didn't release is the fucking this fucking picket kid. Uh, not Pickens, the receiver. We're talking picket. Okay, this receiver. He looks not too bad. I think I think if you uh if you got a dynasty league dynasty team and you need a quarterback, I think this is a I think this is a character you might have to pick up. I think I gotta retract what I said in the last thing because man. I mean we'll see, right? But very interesting. Yeah. It's that he like totally played reverse of what I thought was gonna happen. So as you all know, yeah, like to admit mistakes here so, on the fucked up fantasy too much. Huh? Preseason. Can't judge him too much. I know, but I thought he was going to be horrible in preseason. You know, sometimes you just got that feeling like Daniel Jones, horrible. He's fucking garbage. Sam Darnold, fucking garbage. Baker Mayfield, by the way, rumor is he's going to be the week one quarterback. Yeah, I'm sure he will be. Breaking news here. Fucked up fantasy football podcast. Baker Mayfield, week one quarterback. Sounds like it's going to happen. All right. That's all I have for uh, for my player roundup. I really also wanted to bring up the Deion Sanders thing because I think it's amazing. David has not heard about this, kids. So I'm excited to bring this. This is a breaking news to David, and I totally love this. I'm going to read some of the quotes that are in this article. I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit. I highly recommend that you all look for this. The Hall of Fame is becoming a free-for-all. The Hall of Fame is actually meant for people who change the game. And it makes the Hall of Fame, like, those who make the Hall of Fame should be distinguished from others like himself who are, like, actual game changers. Quote, my Hall of Fame jacket got to be a different color, Sanders said. There needs to be a starting 11. There needs to be an upper room. My head doesn't don't belong with some of these other heads that's in the Hall of Fame. Which I 100% agree with, 100%. Uh, and then similar comments on the Dan Patrick show in 2020 for anyone who didn't listen to that one before. But once upon a time, a Hall of Famer was a player who changed the darn game. It's not a Hall of Famer anymore. Every, it's not a Hall of Famer anymore. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry, you're a Hall of Famer. You're a Hall of Famer. You're a Hall of Famer. They let everybody in this thing. It's not exclusive anymore, and I don't like it. So... Yeah, he goes a little bit deeper in that sort of way. But uh, what is your reaction to the Jackson State head coach, primetime Deion Sanders? That's right, kids. That's right. Of course you're wearing. Of course. Of course you're wearing a primetime yeah. jersey. Are you fucking right, I am with these fucking glasses, kid. Motherfucking rights. This is what he was missing in the '90s. He missed this trend. He mm. should have brought there, you know. Yeah. Well. I don't know what I think about that. I mean, I think he has some points. You know, it's not like that was an absolutely off base take on his part, but you know, also is a little, you know, I mean, <clears throat> he could choose to be slightly more humble if he wanted to. But that's not fucking good football <laughs> that's players. Like, that's, never, that's never in his style, though. Yeah, that's it's not, not good football players. You have swagger, kid. You fucking run that field like you own that son of a bitch. You don't fucking walk around like you're going to be second best. And that's what Deion Sanders did. He did it on the football field and even the baseball field, for that matter. Did pretty well. Not the best, but 
Like, that's what happens when you play an NFL game and then get on a fucking jet and go to a baseball game in the afternoon. You might not be in tip-top shape. Just saying. But, I mean, you know, Dion was a game-changer for sure. There are definitely people in the Hall of Fame that you, you just know right away that you would drop any amount of money or, like, draft them right away on a team with. And then now, mm-hmm. lately, over the last little bit, there's some people in there that just, um, I don't know. And it's not for me to sit here and I'm going to name names and stuff. Maybe this will be a poll question for a Spotify fan group that's listening on through. But, uh, yeah, I I don't. I, I agree with Dion 100%. Mm. There should be a distinguished part of the Hall of Fame for the game changers. Somebody like Dion Sanders. Who just come, you know, cornerbacks never been the same. You never fucking went and bump and run to anybody. You never played off the shoulder away from somebody like that. You were always kind of around them. Dion would leave them alone and be like, fine. You want you want to throw it to that guy? Try me. Fucking try me. And he'd sit on that fucking shoulder on the inside and hot diggity damn, gone. Then he can return punts. Like Cornerbacks don't return punts. You sit on the fucking sidelines and you go play defense. Mm. How many punt returners that you've ever seen have been cornerbacks and successful ones at that? That doesn't happen. Those are wide receivers. Those are running back types. Those aren't fucking cornerbacks. So what are we talking about here? We got a a cornerback that returns punts for touchdowns for sure, leads the leagues in interceptions, and just like literally – Leaves people out there alone. I don't know. Change the game. I can't really think of any other corner off the top of my head that's in line right away immediately to change the game like that. Because I'm biased, of course, but he's a beast. He's a beast. Yeah. They, I mean, I don't know the best way to do that distinguishing within the Hall of Fame, but... I don't disagree. I think he's probably right that there might be, there should be some way to distinguish, you know, between like the true, like the true game changers and the people who were just had like really great careers. Yeah, you know, they have owner's ward, so it just kind of makes sense. It's easy to segregate. But yeah. Anyway, that's my viewpoint. There you go. Okay, that's fair. Drew's rant's not coming again, kids, but we're splitting it up. Drew will be coming soon, don't worry. So we're in, uh, we're in episode 50, kids. I wanted to give you some nuggets. If you have your draft right now, before we actually do our draft preview episode, we're aiming to do that next week, I think. Is that what you said? Yeah. Thanks, Blam. We're still in our once-a-week frequency right now. As you notice, we're on Thursday still. So, I would like to give you the top three quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight end in a PPR, half PPR setting. If you guys are going to be drafting between now and whenever we do our uh, release thing. I know we're going to probably miss on most dynasty drafts and supplemental drafts because those have pretty much happened once the you know draft happens, but I do kind of want to cover some of that, so we'll get into that too on our next one. But 
Without further ado, I will give you my top three quarterbacks. David Silverberg, you can interrupt me at any point in time and ask me any questions that you want, but this is what I would do if I am holding a draft between now and when we do the list, because maybe the list might change. Quarterbacks, I'm taking in order. Josh Allen. Yeah. Justin Herbert. And you're not even going to be ready for this. Jalen Hurts. Really? Yeah. That's a surprise. I mean, the first two are, I think, are, you know, I mean, certainly Josh Allen should be number one, absolutely. Uh, Justin Herbert should be, if not two, certainly three. Jalen Hurts is a surprise. I mean, I think he might be a top five quarterback potential because he has certainly a upgrade of our receiving core. Um, but three, really? I am passing on potentially, you know, this is one of the big name sites that have rankings right now. I'm passing on Patrick Mahomes, Lamar yeah. Jackson, and Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, I would probably <clears throat> take Mahomes at least over. So I'm not <laughs> taking Patrick Mahomes this year. He's on my do not draft list because I have mm-hmm. no idea who the fuck is going to be a wide receiver over there. You're telling me that McCole Hardman is going to be the number one receiver over the Kansas City Chiefs? Juju Smith-Schuster. So, yeah. There's also this guy who's not a wide receiver, but he's a tight end called Travis Kelsey. (sighs) I mean, like, how many times until that guy finally, like, breaks and takes an injury and actually misses a substantial amount of time? I don't know. Maybe, and I know that's a totally random thing, but I do not... (laughs) Do not feel good about the Kansas City Chiefs this year, boys and girls. Not a yeah. not a chance. So I'm passing on Patrick Mahomes in the top three. He might sneak into the top five, but again, kids, this is mm-hmm. top three. So I'm not taking him in the top three. Really in the top three, I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes is the one I'm missing in there, and then I scoot the other two. But, yeah, that's really who I'm missing. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, I don't hate that. So I was a little surprised by Jalen Hurts. Of course you're going to be surprised by Jalen Hurts, especially since they just dogged the living fucking balls out of that <laughs> asshole, and he's an Eagles guy. All, all year. Fuck you, Mike. Yeah, fall fuck you, Mike, so bad. Oh, yeah. Running backs in PPR. I know this is going to be a surprise again. Dog this motherfucker like a son of a bitch. Hope he got injured all year long, number one. Jonathan Taylor. We yeah, no, Jonathan Taylor him. should be the first overall pick in any like, standard draft. Number two, Austin Eckler. Yep. Fair. Number three, Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. On the big site, I am passing. Obviously, I'm passing on Christian McCaffrey. That's not even the fucking... He's not even in my top five, going to be honest for sure. Um, Derek Henry, but he's also very injury prone, as I've talked about on this pod before and have called, like I did last year. He's going to get injured. He's going to get injured. Too many carries. Too many carries. So... And you already know how I feel about Najee Harris. I'm not really big on Najee. So next up for me is Dalvin Cook. And mm. I'm going to definitely sit with Dalvin Cook on that one. Dalvin Cook's going to have a lot of injuries too. I mean, they've, everyone on the list has had injuries. Dalvin Cook does not have that many injuries. I've owned Dalvin Cook several times over the last few years. Three out of the last four, if I'm correct. If not that, mm. two out of the last three. He was injured once. And it was for two weeks. It was supposed to be four to six with the hamstring. He came back in two weeks. Why do I know that? Because I had the handcuff. And so I was riding both of them. You know? But Cook is a beast. Especially if you get the handcuff. It don't fucking matter. 
Madison's a goddamn monster over there. I don't think he's playing for them this year. Is there someone else? I think that changed, didn't it? Got to double check. But yeah. yeah, I'm still going down with Cook. Okay. PPR too, right? Like he can, he can, he can catch the ball too. He's a runner. I know they mostly hand it off to him, but he's definitely yeah. He's a beast. And I, I know you don't like it. You definitely know we're gonna hate this, but I probably would put Christian McCaffrey at three, just because. I mean. This is going to be either the year that he retires in the NFL or just comes back and bounces back and just come back play of the year. So, like, what basis? There's no in between. Yeah. So, like, what basis and body of work are you are you like wanting to put him in in this top top three? You said right, top three. Yeah, I would put him third. Why? After John Taylor and Austin Eckler, I agree with those for top two. Absolutely, hundred uh, percent. Why? What has he done in the last two seasons in fantasy? Yeah, well, he lost two seasons he got injured. But before that, he was the best, literally the best running back in for one year. One year. One year. Before that, too. He was okay, but he wasn't the best running back for two years in a row. He was like top five, and then the best, and then the jack fucking shit for two years in a row. He cannot be a top three running back, man. Top, maybe top five again might squeeze him into the top five just because based on the reputation, like four or five. But I mean, like, I'm taking, I'm also taking Aaron Jones before that. I'd be taking Travis Et, uh, Etienne, that, the, the new kid out of Jacksonville before him. Um, DeAndre Swift out of Detroit, I'd take before him. Leonard Fournette, I'd take before him. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, Joe yeah, Mixon? What about Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon's actually done something over the last couple of years. I know he's been injured, but he's actually done something when he's been on the field and playing. I don't know, man. I'm real. I really, I don't like the Christian McCaffrey thing. I just don't know what he's done. I just don't, I don't know. I think he has as much talent as anyone back in the league. I think he's the Cooper Cup of running backs. Wow. And but again, like Cooper Cup did something last year. year. There's no way he's not a top five running back. I didn't. I'm not arguing top five. Remember, it's a top three conversation. Right, but here's the thing. I think that he would be top three. Actually, I I, I think like top five is like floor if he's healthy for a full year. Top three is ceiling. Are we gonna have our first board bet finally in the fucking fiftieth episode? Is this going up here? I'm super against Christian McCaffrey right now. There's no way he's finishing top three or top five. Really, top three? No way. Not top four. I'll give you top four. Definitely not top three. Hundred percent. It's not even fucking close. Let's go, girl pair. First bet of the year, episode fifty. Wake up, David. Okay. So love it. Right now, I'm putting on the board. Christian McCaffrey. Our league. Top we're playing four. You're taking four. Season. You're gonna take four. Okay, I'll I'll give it to you. And you're gonna say Christian McCaffrey, not top four. No, not a chance. No. And remember, our league, league we're scoring. We'll always do that this year. Is that's just easy. I will remind you. You also have long term picks that Rams don't win the division this year. Yeah, fuck yeah. And the, Kenny, and the Kenny Pickett does not last two years to steal his quarterback. You do have that on the board already. Yep, that's totally fine. I might have to eat that one, but at least I'm already getting ahead of it and hedging it already. 
Fair enough. Wide receivers, this is going to get a little bit of heat, I know. Can't wait. Here we go. Top three. Number one, Jamar Chase. Number two, Stephon Diggs. And number three, the man, the myth, the legend, Debo Samuel. Absolute monster. Adore him. Number three. Those are my top three. Tell me how much you want to suck on Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson's dick right now. Oh, I was going to say you're a huge Justin Jefferson hater. I knew that was going to be a snuff. Yeah, 100%, man. man. That guy is a... I'll say this as a little bit of advice for our listeners. It can be very dangerous to play off your emotions versus the data that is available. Oh, I 100% agree with this for sure. Data available versus emotions, 100%. That is a very smart thing. Good job, David Silverberg. Continue on your advice. And the data that is available suggests that Justin Jefferson is a valuable wide receiver in fantasy and has been so pretty much as long as he's been in the league. It's only been a few years, but still. Uh, he's a really young guy. Versus Cooper Cup, it's been around for a while. Only had one great season. I think Cooper Cup might be, you know, a one-hit wonder. I think he might be right by that one, where he's going to be drafted too early in all of these. And I personally would not draft Cooper Cup where he's going in any league, really, because he's going like first round next year. So I'll agree with you on that. Line. Justin Jefferson, I don't think it's a bad first round pick. I know. I knew you were going to say that. That's fine. But Cooper Cup, I think you lose your league if you draft in the first round. So, who are your top three then? Ah, uh, that's really tough. PPR? Yeah. Um. I think I might agree with you with number one and Jamar Chase. But I think I'd put Justin Jefferson at number two instead of Stephon Diggs. I figure. Um, and who were we saying for number three again? Debo. Oh, yeah, Debo. Yeah, that's fair. Debo at number three is, I think, a pretty reasonable because he, he really can do it all. Um, and I, I don't see his mildly problematic. But, yeah, I'd probably switch Justin Jefferson in for Stephon Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs will be top five, probably. Um, certainly top ten. I mean – he should be going in the late first round, early second round in a PP early, probably. Um, depending on how many teams there are, obviously, you know. But uh, yeah, you know, I don't think he's the second best wide receiver this year necessarily. I could be wrong. I'm not willing to bet on that. But that's just my take. Decent take. Uh, yeah, I can 100 percent accept it. It, uh, yeah. it should be an interesting year in uh, Viking land, to say the least. Uh, yeah. This dab is brought to you in part by I'm Not Telling You. Uh, so, again, not my friend RJ Ellis, but then there you go. There's a shameless plug for RJ Ellis. Oh, baby. If you uh, are in Canada and you can get uh, some of the verse concentrate things, maybe the 510 cartridge. I like the 510 uh, live turp one. It, uh, it's not too bad. Um, all right. While we've got this uh, hair dryer, 
where Death up. Um, I'm going to go over my tight end rankings. So the tight end rankings I have in order are end. Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, and Dallas Goddard. What are you talking about? I'm top sorry. three. PPR, top three. On Kyle Pitts for the entire last year. And now you're going to rank him number two in your time rankings for this year? Yeah, right now. If I drafted him right now. Again, this might change when we do our list coming forward. But right now, if I had a draft right now in between the list that we're going, Kyle Pitts, number fucking two. I mean... I'll say this. I think that we completely underrated him on this show last year. You especially, because you really had him in hate the fact that his lack of touchdowns. Um, but he... Yeah, but that's what wins of... you performance fantasy leagues, and that's what I'm in. So, of course, I'm going to fucking hate on him for sure. And still, what do you have a tight end for if he's not going to score touchdowns when it fucking counts, man? Let's go now. Figure it out. Um, so I personally would say Travis Kelsey, number one, Mark Andrews, number two, and I'm going to go and say it's really close between George Kittle and Darren Waller for number three, to be honest. Why are you so big on Darren Waller? He's good. Enough to be a top three tight end in the league? Yeah. Uh, but I'm thinking probably can go with George Kill instead for number three. Interesting. I'm actually surprised by that, to be honest with you. But uh, again, I think I just think George Kittle and Darren Waller have very, very awkward quarterback situations, not to mention TJ Hawkincox over in Detroit. So I don't really... Other than that, it's Dalton Schultz in Dallas, and I think he might do good because, you know, we're going to see a lot of dump-offs. Could be the old dumperoo. Dakin dumping is what we're going to be seeing for the next couple of weeks. Fuck. So I, that's why I got Dallas Goddard three because how else are you going to get Jalen Hurts into the top three without Dallas Goddard also being in the top three? doesn't happen. Dallas Goddard, third tight end well, he, on he the board. Brown, he had Devonta Smith. Yes, and all Sanders on the backfield. What did Devonta Smith do? Well, Devonta Smith had to be really the number one guy there last year. Now he has a chance to be on the left side of the field, facing lesser competition at cornerback. Uh, you know, he's going to have more rapport with Jalen Hurts. Now, after a year, I think he can have... Where are you taking? Impact where are you taking A.J. Brown right now? AJ Brown. Um but I think I actually took him in uh looks like the third or fourth round. I guess uh I don't know. Yeah, I think he went in the third or fourth round, so I think he's probably in that kind of range. I don't know about that. I don't really see him. Doing well at all. Don't trust the quarterback over there. Um, yeah, don't trust quarterbacks. You you interest AJ Brown's quarterback Jalen Hurts? No, and your other choice is Darren Waller. Darren Waller, I don't oh. trust quarterback at all. 
Not a fucking chance. Yeah. Derek Carr is not going to be good this year. Mm. David Silverberg. I got nothing else. Uh, I do have one more thing uh, to report. Yes, sir. Earlier today, the 18-team league, I got a notification that it was reactivated. When I checked this evening, it no longer appeared in my ESPN. At this point, it's my belief that I have officially been silently removed and kicked out of the league that I am the reigning champion of. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. This absolutely does not mean that Deb is getting out of her interview this year. I don't think she understands that. Deb is the OG. She's the first one that we interviewed on the show. And so Deb has to come back at least one more time. If -hmm. they're not going to do that for the reigning champion, we got to do that for the first guest ever. See what I did there? Sorry, sorry. See what I did there? Forgot I had that on the board. Yeah, nice. Um, so uh, I'm actually pretty believed because I have four leagues now at this point for this year, which is like my usual max. And more than that, it's starting to get really obnoxious. Four is already a lot, to be honest. I agree. So, you know, like five is just really just too much, in, from my opinion. Um, because only one of them drafted so far. I have to figure out three draft times. One of them scheduled, the other two have yet to be scheduled. I mean, because you have scheduled yours, right? We are. Uh, we're, we'll get to that. We'll talk about that after. I'm getting to there. I'm very close. We got to figure it out. But yeah, we'll think we'll, for the we'll league. No question. Yeah, I'll talk. So, and I already have uh, the my keeper league that I'm in scheduled for uh, the Monday of Labor Day uh, evening. So, like, it's like you know, there's only so many days out there. Whatever. No one fucking cares about this bullshit, David. Shut up. You're right. Oh boy. Episode 50. Don't worry, kids. The specials are coming. We'll treat episode 50 right. But it's the fucked up fantasy football podcast. You actually fucking thought that we were going to fucking celebrate 50 in style? I mean, it's obviously going to be a little bit later. God almighty. You really should have celebrated episode 42. I mean, this is true. I was talking about that earlier. Man, what a nasty catch. Watching the Bears and the uh, Shithawks right now. And just absolute nasty catch from uh, Mr. Coulter. I don't know what the fuck that is. Incomplete, apparently, but that's bullshit. That was a catch. The Seahawks are not going to win that many games this year. Sorry, Brooke. Brooke, come on. Maybe it'll be good therapy for you, Brooke. Come and hang out with the guys at the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast. Let's go. Maybe we'll have to talk to you in preseason, and maybe we'll do it in regular season, too. Do you know that Brooke uh, is the thing on season tickets with the group of friends? She has, like, I think, like, a third of the season. She gets good at the games. What a horrible year to do that. Absolutely. Another player who plays their former team, the first game on the new team, Russell Wilson, the Marcos, plays the Seahawks week one. Be interesting. 
I mean, Russell Wilson isn't even going to finish in the top 10 of quarterbacks this year. It's very possible he might not. Put it on the board, David. You want me? Fuck yeah. First time I'll, ever. I'll you. A bet. Yeah, I'm not challenging you at all. A bet on the board in the outro. Never happened before. First time ever. Here at the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast, kids. David still hasn't figured out the fucking passwords yet. Fuck you, David. But anyway, thanks again for joining us in the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast, episode two of season two, which is episode 50, Jordan. Fuck your OCG. Go Cowboys. Hopefully we'll figure out these goddamn social media passwords so you can actually communicate with us. But if you listen to us on Spotify, take a look. There's a poll. I'm putting a poll. I'm putting a poll. I'm putting a poll. I'm putting a poll. In the description. Respond to it. I'm done. Goodbye. See you later. Wait, what are you putting?